Come on, somebody give the Lord one more hand clap of praise in this house. Would you do that? Amen. As you make your way back to your seats today, man, doesn't it feel good in the house of the Lord? Well, some of y'all feel good. I don't know what the rest of y'all are feeling. It feels good. There is liberty in this house today. Mm. Yeah. Man, we're glad that you're here this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. You can be seated today. I know that you have been standing and leaping and shouting. and Man, it's just good. Amen. It's good. Aren't you glad that we can come together in one accord and feel the presence of the Most High God the way that we feel Him here today? Amen. Hallelujah. I concur with Brother Tyreek today. I am so glad that all of you are here in this house. We're glad that you've come to worship. Amen. Worship in spirit and in truth. For those of us that are, for those that are joining us online today, God bless you. We're glad that you uh, are worshiping with us. We can't see you, but God sees you. Amen. And God sees you shouting in your living room today. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today is a great day in the house of the Lord. We welcome all of our guests. If you're a first-time guest here at the Tree of Life Church, we want you to know that you only come one time as a guest. And the next time you come back, well, we just claim you as part of the family, right? Would you give all of our guests a wonderful Tree of Life welcome today? We're glad that you're here. Amen. Today is a unique day here at the house of God. Today marks the final time that we will get together in this house for a little while. I'm not gonna say ever, I'm not gonna say we're never gonna be back in here because I believe that God is going to give us such a harvest in this city that we need multiple locations, multiple churches, multiple houses. Amen. Amen. I believe that God is going to fill this place up, Brother Rubio, for Arbel DeVita. Yeah. Amen. But today is the last time for a while we are going to be gathering here on Sunday because look at your neighbor and say, we're getting ready to move. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Getting ready to move. I was going to say we're moving on up, but then some of y'all would have got carnal on me and I, I lost you. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. We're so thankful for the blessings of the Lord. We are excited. We know that today is a little bit of a bittersweet day, somewhat bitter because it's the end of a long and storied journey here at the Finneytown campus. Forty years this year of memories labor, love, victory. Amen. A few defeats, tears, and both joy and sorrow. A lot, of, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, and yet it's really more so sweet. Because when you're in the will of God, you understand that God never leads you into less than. 
Yeah. Never leads you into less than. And his promises are sure. And we know that this is the beginning of what promises to be a powerful and exciting new chapter as we see God's kingdom come and his will be done in our city. Hallelujah. Aren't you looking forward to that? We're very excited to be moving into a brand new uh, worship center next Sunday. And uh, we invite you to join us next Sunday at 11 a.m. over at 6477 Cooper Road. And it's going to be a great, great day. I want you to join us this Wednesday night. Everybody say this Wednesday night. This Wednesday night at 7 p.m. we're going to be over at the new worship center on Cooper Road. And uh, we're going to be kind of getting, it's, it's the pre it's the pre-service. There's the service and then there's the pre-service. And we're going to be warming that place up for next Sunday. Uh, it's going to be a great time. If you were with us this past Wednesday night, we had a move of God. Yeah. Some of y'all didn't know God moved on Wednesday night. <laughs> but I assure you he does. Because we felt him last Wednesday night. We hope that you'll join us this week. Amen. It's going to be a, a great time. This is an exciting time for the Tree of Life Church. If you're not on the bus, get on the bus. If you're not in the fold, now's the time to get in the fold. If you're not in the house of safety, now's the time to get in the house of safety. Yeah. Yeah, now's the time because we're excited to be a part of what God is doing. If you have a Bible today, I want to turn your attention to the prophet Haggai chapter 2. I'm going to give you just a moment to find that because that's not an easy one on the old sword drill, okay? That's kind of buried in there somewhere. And I do want you to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Thank you for that. Haggai chapter 2. I want you to pray for our pastor, Pastor Urshan. Uh, pray for him this week. He is in Alexandria, Louisiana today. And he's preaching uh, for our dear friends, uh, the Mangans, at the Pentecostals of Alexandria. And then later this week, I believe on Thursday night, he is preaching the final night of Because of the Times. And it's going to be a fantastic week. And I hope that more than just think about him and more than just watch it online or whatever you can do, I hope you pray for our pastor this week. Would you, would you commit to that? Amen. He needs your prayer. Amen. And we're going, to, we're going to hold him up. The book of Haggai chapter 2 and verse number 7. The Lord came to the prophet and said, I will shake all nations. And the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. For the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord. For the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former house, saith the Lord. And in this place shall I give peace, saith God. Can you say amen? amen? I want you to notice with me, if you will, that both the former and the latter houses both had glory. And I want to talk to you today for a few moments about this simple thought, the transition of God's glory. The transition of God's glory. Would you put your Bible down? Would you lift your hands with me right now? Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for who you are. 
We thank you for the presence that we feel in this place. God, we ask that you would come and open us up, Lord, to receive the word that you have given to us today. Let it wash us, God. Let it make us new. God, I thank you, Lord, God, for everything that you've done, but I'm believing, God, for greater things. God, and we speak it now and we ask it now. Do a work that only you can do today. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Clap your hands to the Lord one more time as you're seated today. I don't, I don't know why this is, but change is hard for most of us as human beings. There's something, excuse me, about change that seems to go against our nature. And it's curious to me because I don't necessarily believe that God designed you and I to resist change. I don't believe that he did. Our sinful nature and our sinful flesh resists change. So some of that is bred into our natural state of humanity. But I don't know that I necessarily believe that as Christ followers who have been born again of water and of spirit, that we were designed to reject positive change in our lives. Instead, I believe that because of the new birth, because we have been born again, that we have been redesigned as a part of the new birth to actually embrace change that comes from God. It's true. We read and understand that the God we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We don't dispute that. And while it is true that, that he and who he is does not change, it's also true that his plan and how he goes about and carries out that plan can and does change. It can and does shift. And so when he saved and sanctified me, and when I took on a new identity in Christ, it's really hard for me to believe that he did that so I would reject the plans that he had for me. Right? I mean, that seems counterproductive, doesn't it? Let's see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask them to change their minds, and I'm going to ask them to change their ways, and I'm going to ask them to change their direction, and then I'm going to change their name, and then I'm going to alter their eternal destiny, and I'm going to do all of that so they can forever be uncomfortable with change. <laughs> Doesn't seem quite right to me. I believe that Christ did all that he did so that change, or at least God change, would become a part of our spiritual DNA. Yeah. Now, Israel had only known slavery. They had known only slavery for 400 years. It's safe to say that they were comfortable with that. We don't read any place in the Bible where they planned to escape it on their own. We don't read where there was plans in the middle of the night for them to run out. We don't, we don't read about any of that. It was all they knew. It was all they did until God sent a deliverer to awaken them and lead them out of that bondage and into a land that he had promised. In fact, as you read all throughout Scripture, you'll notice that God very often required his people to change, to move, and to transition. He seemed to regularly require them to lay aside old things and pursue the new things that he desired to do in their life. And I've come today to remind all of us that we still serve the same God. 
We serve a God who is constantly on the move. He is constantly transitioning us from one place to another. He is still pointing us toward his purpose and his will, guiding us in a more excellent way. He has plans that we know not of. He has provision and treasure in store that our minds cannot comprehend. The scripture says that I have not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it even entered into the hearts of men what God has prepared for those that love him. So I suppose it was because God knew that he would have an ever-changing and ever-mobile people that when he decided that his presence would dwell among them, that he gave them the plans for a mobile place of worship. The word tabernacle in your Bible means a dwelling place. But more specifically, it means a temporary and mobile dwelling place. In lay terms, it's a place where God's presence and glory can dwell temporarily. Temporarily. A tabernacle is not a permanent dwelling place. It's where God's glory resides for a time and for a season. It will not always dwell there, but it will dwell there until God decides to transition it. The tabernacle in the wilderness proved to be exactly that. A temporary mobile place where God would record his name a seasonal location where worship and ministry would take place, an ever-moving house where the presence of God would dwell with his people, a house where his glory would be on display and they, as they navigated their journey through the wilderness. For 40 years, that temporary tabernacle served them and served them well. It was important because outside of creation, this was the first dwelling place for the glory of God in the earth. It was the first house of God that any of them had ever known. It was there at that house that they were introduced to who God was. It was there at that house that they learned what God required of them. It was there at that house that they were, there were untold number of sacrifices that were made. It was there at that house that massive quantities of innocent blood was shed. It was there in that house where there were countless tears cried and groanings that could not be uttered. It was in that house where there were innumerable prayers that were prayed. It was in that house where they experienced the consuming fire of Almighty God. It was in that house that provided safety and protection. It was because of that house that there was a holy anointing that rested upon them and there, and there was divine visitation. In that house, there were miracles. In that house, there were signs. In that house, there were wonders. There were all sorts of vessels, gold and silver, precious metals, and even earthen vessels of clay in that house. That house, the first house, was a great house because it was the house house where God put his glory. And I want to tell you and I today that not much has changed even in 2023. The house of the Lord is still a great house. Yeah, 
wherever the Spirit of the Lord resides, whatever place, whatever structure, whatever and whenever it may be, if the glory of the Lord dwells in the house, then that house is a great house. Moses later told the children of Israel to remember that house. Don't forget that house, he said. He said, remember the day when the Lord brought you out of Egypt and remember the day when the Lord brought you out of bondage. He said, remember that you were slaves. Remember that you were bondsmen and that God delivered you by his mighty hand. Joshua came up behind Moses and he came along and instructed the people to build memorials. Right? I want you to build memorials so that you will always remember where it is that God has brought you from. David came along and he wrote in the Psalms uh, and he, on countless occasions and said, I'm going to remember. He said, I'm going to remember the mercies of the Lord. I'm going to remember the offerings that were made. I will not forget the name of the Lord. I will not forget the word of the Lord. I will not forget the congregation. I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I'll remember the wonders of old and the marvelous works he has done. Isaiah arrived on the scene and said, remember the former things. Jeremiah came along and chimed in and said, I want you to remember the altars. Don't forget the altars. Jesus came along and told the disciples, I want you to remember the loaves and the fishes. I want you to remember the miracles that were done. And Paul came along and said, remember the labor and remember the travail. And then when John was in, in the Spirit on the Lord's day, he said, remember how you received and how you heard and that you first believed. Oh, today that you and I would never cease to remember the glory of God that met with those that went before us. Mm. Oh, that we would recall the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that guided our forefathers as they went along on their journey. That we might build memorials in our hearts to what we heard and to what we saw in those places because there was great glory in the former house. Mm. Tree of Life Church, let me tell you, I thank God for the glory of our former house and our collective former houses. Yeah. Much like that first tabernacle in Scripture, this very house that we're sitting in today has served God's people for 40 years. 40 years. This tabernacle, this house has served the purpose of Almighty God. This house is where many of us encountered the Lord for the first time. Yeah, this house is where many of us were saved, delivered, healed, and set free. This house is where praises were offered to the Most High God. This house is where vows were made. This house is where many were baptized in the name of Jesus. Uh, lives were dedicated in this house. Old accounts were forever settled in this house. Oh, thank God for the sacrifices made in the former house. Thank God for the praises that were sang in the former houses. We will remember the prayers that were prayed at 7630 View Place Drive. Mm. We shall never forget the anointing that was established down at Walnut and McMicken. We'll never forget. 
No, no, we should never forget and we should always remember what was written on our hearts by the word of God, by the spirit of God that moved amongst us on Vine Street and on Cole Rain Avenue and down in Carthage. We, all, we will never forget. We memorialize the miracles that took place at Montgomery Road. We memorialize the things that God has done in the former houses. We rejoice in the foundations laid in our lives. We may never forget. It's what we're built on. It's what we're defined by. It's part of our DNA, Brother Duvall, what God did in the former house. It's the glory of the former house that has kept us to where we are. It's the glory of the former house that has brought us to where God has brought us to. May we never forget the glory of God in the former house. Oh, thank you, Lord. I thank God for the glory of the former houses. I thank God for the memories. I thank God for the lives that were changed. I thank God for the people. You know, people come and go, but the, the glory of the Lord continues to dwell. For whosoever will, let them come and drink from the waters of life freely. I thank God for the, for the memories. I thank God for the experiences. I thank God for the glory of the former house. But God was not content to keep his glory in a single place. No, you got to hear me. God was never content to, to keep his glory in a single house. Oh, no. The writer of 1 Chronicles chapter 17 said these words. He said, for I have not dwelt. God said, God speaking, I have not dwelt in a house since the day that I brought up Israel unto this day, but I've gone from tent to tent and from one tabernacle to another. Wow. One tabernacle to another. That indicates to me that God was on the move. God was on the move. God would not be content to be content. Yeah. No, God desired his people to keep moving forward. He desired his people to keep on pressing because there was a greater plan. There was a greater purpose. And believe it or not, there was a greater glory. We tell you, the signs and wonders of the old house were great. The experiences in the former house were worth remembering. They were worth commemorating. They were worth celebrating. It had sustained them on the journey. It had kept them in times of uncertainty. But in order for God to get his people from where to where he wanted them to be, in order for God to get his people to that promised place, that place that had been prophesied about in the former house, the place that had been prophesied about in the former houses. Yeah, in order for God to lead them and get them to where he wanted them to be, it was going to require something greater, something bigger, something broader, something, something different than what they were accustomed to. It was going to require a new path and a new way forward. I want to remind you today, old paths don't lead to new promises. 
Yeah. Can't put, you can't put new wine in an old wine skin. Yeah. There does come a day, Brother Colbreth, when God says, I want to move. I want to move. I want to transition. I want to transition. I desire to do a new and a more excellent thing. And so Paul described it to the New Testament church like this in 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. Paul said, we are changed from glory to glory. From glory to glory. Chronicles writer described it as tabernacle to tabernacle. But Paul describes it as glory to glory. What glory? God's glory. The glory of the former house to the glory of the latter house. We're moving from glory to glory. And I got to tell Tree of Life Church, this might be our last service on a Sunday here at Finneytown, but when we move this week, we are moving from glory to glory. Oh, we don't have to be sad today. We don't have to be down today. We don't have to worry about the metal and the wood and the sheetrock and the roof. We don't got to worry about the physical structure. We are moving from glory to glory. Thank you, Lord. The glory of the former house was a powerful thing. But God never intended for you and I to hang our hat in the former house. Ah, God never intended us to hang our hat in the former house. No, God said, I desire to put my glory on display in a new way and in a new place. I want you to hear me. Same glory, just a new way and a new place. He said, I want to take my people from the glory that they're familiar with to a new dimension of glory that they've never seen and they've never experienced. So when God's people finally, after 40 years, crossed over that Jordan River, decided to inhabit the promised land of God, the Bible tells us that they set up that old tabernacle one last time in a place called Shiloh, a place called Shiloh. They thought, okay, great, we finally made it. We're finally done moving around. <laughs> We're finally done traveling. We can unpack the suitcases. We can nail the furniture to the floor this time. We ain't moving anymore. This is, this is it. They thought that God was done with all the transition. They thought that God was done moving and God was done transitioning. What they did not realize was that not only was God not done moving, but this was only the beginning of the move. They thought they had arrived, but God said, no, don't get too comfortable. Don't, don't take your ease in Zion just yet, because what you think is the culmination, what you think is the fulfillment, is really only the beginning. 
I know some of y'all thought we were done building. Some of y'all thought we were done. We, we move into this new worship center. We can finally lo take, we can loosen our belts. Uh, we can finally kick our feet up. Uh, we can finally take a deep breath. Uh, we can finally get settled in. I can finally nail things down. We can get things to secured. But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Even when we move into a new house, God is not yet done moving. Oh, there's too much work to be done. There's too many things to accomplish. There's too much glory to get a hold of. Mm. God wasn't done changing things up. He wasn't done progressing and moving forward. He wanted to establish his glory in a new house. He desired to go from one glory to another glory. And so the journey began. The glory of God in the form of the Ark of the Covenant moved from Shiloh to Shechem. And then it moved again. The glory of God moved from Shechem back to Shiloh. I wish it would make up its mind. Yeah. Then the Bible says they lost the presence of God, the glory of God to the Philistines. Uh-oh, you know it's going to be a bad season when you can't find the very thing that you rely on to keep you alive, right? So the ark is now in the, in the possession of the Philistines, but guess what? While it was with the Philistines, guess what it did? It kept moving. <laughs> you know, because your enemy can't stop the move of God. Because... That's not in my notes. Listen, you might find yourself in the hands of the enemy, but that doesn't mean God ain't still moving. You might be surrounded by adversary, but let me tell you, God moves amongst your adversary. So now the ark is in Philistia, and it's moving around. First, it's at the house of Dagon. Yeah, that didn't go well. So it moved to Gath. Yeah, the ark, the, the presence, the glory of God. Moved from Gath, then it moves to Ekron. And then it moves to Beth Shemesh. I hope that's right. Then it ends up in, this is even better, Krath Jerem, I guess. For 20 years. Yeah. Then it goes from there to the house of Obed-Edom. Yeah. And then it's finally recovered by David, and it's moved yet again to another tabernacle in Zion. That was David's tabernacle. Now, David's tabernacle was going to be a different kind of a tabernacle because instead of offering animal sacrifices like they did in the former house, they would offer sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving. Mm. No longer would they need all the ornamentation all the furniture, all the pieces of gold and silver and brass. No, instead, all they really needed would be the glory of Almighty God. In fact, no other furniture made the move from the old tabernacle to the new tabernacle. 
the only piece of furniture that made the move from the former house uh, to the new house was the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, the Shekinah glory of the Most High. Yeah. I got to tell you today, when we move this week, I don't care if we take a single ornament from this house. I don't. When we go, we, 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 when we go, I don't care if we bring a single pew. I don't care if we bring a single microphone. I don't care if we bring a single Sunday school curriculum. I don't care if we bring all the papers and all the forms. But there's one thing that we better not forget. There's one thing that we better not forget. And that's the presence and the glory of God. Oh, if you can only take one thing with you when you move, make sure you take the glory. Oh, you hear me today. The furniture is good, but it's not the most important thing. The equipment and technology, it's all right, but it's not the most critical thing. The instruments and microphones are good. The programs, the initiatives, they're all needed, but those things are not the things that are going to bring about revival. Those things are not the things that are going to bring about a move of God. Low ladies and gentlemen, we need the glory. Oh, we need the glory of God. You can take it all away, but give me the glory. Oh, there's nothing more important than the glory of God. It's the most important thing. It's the most important thing. It's the most important thing. Brother Mike. Give me just a few minutes. If you'll hang out on the front row, I will give you that opportunity, all right? God bless you. Thank you for that. Brother Mike's got a testimony here in just a few moments, okay? But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The most important thing that we can take with us when we go. Oh, no, it's not, in the, it's not in the carpet. It's not in the pew. Listen, let me put it to you like this. When you walk into that new worship center next Sunday, where's the water fountains, Brother Duvall? Where, where's the restrooms? Where, where's, the, where's the trash receptacles? Where's the connect point desk? Where, where's, the, where's the media? Where, where do I go? What? No, here's the question you ought to be asking when you walk in the door next week. Where is the glory of God? That's why we're here. That's why we gather. I, I love all the other stuff. Thank God for all the other stuff. But give me in the glory of God. Mm. The glory of God dwelt in the tabernacle of David. It dwelt there for 40 years. But that tabernacle was still just a temporary place. And David desperately wanted to build a, a God a more permanent dwelling place. David so desperately wanted to build God a temple. Yeah, but God said, no, David, you're, you're not going to do it. Your son Solomon will build that temple. The Bible says when Solomon built that temple, the glory of God transitioned yet again. From the tabernacle of David to the temple of Solomon. 
Oh, they put a lot, they put a lot of nice gold into that temple. They put a lot of nice silver into that temple. They put a lot, a lot of nice ornamentation into Solomon's temple. But thank God they didn't forget to bring the one thing that really mattered. They brought the glory. And we know that because the Bible says that at the dedication of Solomon's temple, the glory of God was so strong that they couldn't even minister in the house because of the glory. Solomon's temple was state-of-the-art. It was magnificent. It was grand. It was lavish. It was costly, right? Yeah. But splendid and glorious house as it was. And when they dedicated that thing, the Bible says the glory filled the house. The glory filled the house. Because God said, I love all that stuff, but I don't need all that stuff. My glory. My glory. I wonder, wouldn't it be something next week if we... Step foot into that new state-of-the-art, lavish worship center. Wouldn't it be something if we can't even minister because the glory of God just filled that house? My, wouldn't that be something? Oh, but as great as that temple was with all the costly array, I got to tell you, it was not the final resting place for God's glory. No, God was still on the move. He desired to do a new thing in a new house. Prophet Haggai, we read it, got a word from the Lord. Got a word from the Lord. He saw a vision. And in that vision, he was given a glimpse of the glory of God. God, give us a vision of your glory. Mm. He was given a sneak peek at the final resting place of the glory of God. And when he began to write it down and write it out about the things that were yet to come, this is what he said in our text. He said, for thus saith the Lord of hosts in a little while. Look at your neighbor and say, in just a little while. In just a little while. In just a little while, he said, I will shake all nations. Oh, don't act like you haven't heard us talk about nations. I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. Somebody once said that the, he the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. God said, I'm going to shake all nations. Yeah. I'm going to desire all nations to come. And he said, and when they do, I will fill this house with glory. Mm. I will fill my house with glory. God said, the silver, it's mine. The gold, don't you even worry about it. It's mine, God said. But he said, you wait and see because the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of any of the former houses you've ever been in. It's going to be greater than the former house, saith the Lord. Oh! What house is he talking about? The latter house. 
What is the latter house? Is it the temple of Solomon? No, it's not. Because Solomon's temple's been destroyed. God said the gold is mine, the silver is mine. But he said there's coming a day in just a little while. There's coming a day in just a little while where I'm going to shake all the nations. I'm going to cause all nations to come in to the latter house. And when I do, I'm going to fill that house with glory. And even though Herod attempted to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem, any glory in that house had to take a back seat when the veil was rent from top to bottom. Oh, yeah. And the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, God poured out another kind of glory, a glory that they had not formerly known, a glory that was greater than anything they had seen. He poured out his glory into a brand new kind of temple, a brand new kind of house. And suddenly, the Bible says, all nations were given permission to come in. All nations were given permission to come in. All kindred, all tongue could go boldly to the throne of grace and encounter God's glory for themselves. Paul described it like this in 2 Corinthians 5, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, I've come to preach to you today that the latter house is not a building. The latter house is not a structure. The latter house is not a tent. No, the writer of Hebrews declared the true tabernacle was not built by man. It was built by God. And furthermore, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, not according to the one I made with their fathers. How are you going to do that, God? I'm going to put my law in their mind. I'm going to Write it on the tables of their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and I will remember their sin no more. Oh! Oh! God was on the move. But he wasn't moving from one house to another. He was moving in the hearts of man. <laughs> and not to be outdone, John the Revelator got in the spirit on the Lord's day. In Revelation 21, he said, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice saying, Behold the tabernacle of God. The tabernacle of God is with who? It's with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and he shall be their God. <laughs> Can I tell you that the latter house, ladies and gentlemen, is not a building. 
The latter house is not a structure. The latter house is you and me, the church of the living God. We are the latter house. We are the people who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, the people that have been born again of water and of spirit. And I've come to remind us today that the glory that we are going to see in these last days is going to be greater than any glory we've ever seen on this earth. (laughs) The angels are going to marvel at this glory. I said the angels are going to marvel at this glory, the glory of the latter house. The disciples are going to envy the glory of the latter house. Our forefathers are standing amongst the great cloud of witnesses, and they're in awe at the glory of the latter house. Because the glory of the former house might have been great, and it was great. The glory of the former house was great. But God, ladies and gentlemen, is now transitioning his glory from the former to the latter. To the latter. And it's going to be the greatest glory that we've ever known. I said it's going to be the greatest glory we've ever seen. Eye has not seen ear has not heard neither has it entered into the hearts of man the half has never yet been told of the glory that God is moving into the church the latter house if you believe that today why don't you lift your hands with me right now God is transitioning his glory one more time God is transitioning his glory one more time from the former to the latter. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Why don't you stand with me right now? I didn't forget about you, bro. I'm coming back to you. Musicians come. Singers come. God said, I'm going to shake all nations. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't, don't, don't think that what we're doing here at the Tree of Life Church is just a local thing. Listen, it is a local thing. We're going we're gonna to reach the city of Montgomery. We're going to reach the city of Finneytown. We're going to reach our surrounding communities. We're going to reach our city for the, for the, for the, for the kingdom of God. We're going to fill up both buildings. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. You can take a little rest for the next couple of weeks, but get ready. God's not done moving. God's not done pouring out his spirit. God's not done delivering. He's not done saving. He's not done setting the captive free. God is on the move. But what God is doing is not just a tree of life thing. It's not just a local thing. The prophet said nations. Oh, 
how do we how do we accommodate nations we don't God does I said we don't God does and all the nations are going to come in <laughs> and they're going to hear about the glory of the former house and they're going to bask in the glory of the latter house and the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of the former house. I don't ever want to forget what God did at Walnut at McMicken. For those of you that don't know, that's where we all started. We can all trace our roots back to there. Walnut at McMicken downtown, where this place, where this all got started here in this city. I don't ever want to forget what I saw at Vine Street, what I saw, what I felt at Coleraine Avenue. I don't want to forget what I experienced down the hill at Carthage. I don't ever want to forget what we heard and felt over on Montgomery Road. Yeah. We'll always treasure the glory that we saw here in this house, in Finneytown. We're never going, to, never going to forget where we came from. But God is on the move. And I got to let go. And you got to let go. Because it's the will of God at any cost. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about thy kingdom come. And thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. There's a greater glory that awaits. Brother Mike, come on up here. Brother Mike's going to share a quick testimony. I remember a day. Give, give him a microphone. Thank you. I remember a day, Brother Mike, when you walked into this house. And I remember a day when you walked down this middle aisle in the middle of a service and God got a hold of you and you fell right there in that middle aisle under the power of the Holy Ghost. And God touched you. This house means something to you, doesn't it? But the glory of this house, which we will never forget, does not even compare to the glory that God is taking us to. <laughs> Brother Mike, share it quickly today. Um, a lot of people don't know, I was raised as a Jehovah Witness. So when I came about 18, I started coming to church with my aunt and uncle. And, uh, you know, it changed my life. Brother, uh, Joe was talking about memories. Man, I was just thinking. And I felt God come across me and say, share your story. It was over there when I heard Brother Joe Baggett, or Brother Baggett, sing Kevin Baggett, sing uh, Let It Rain. Let It and Rain. When it, it hit me, that was the first time I ever felt God. And, I mean, it came over me. And I was sitting over there one Sunday. I saw a woman up here singing, and I was like, how are you doing? And that was my wife. <laughs> Praise God. And I was standing right here when I said I love you to the day I die. That was 10 years ago at this very spot. Amen. I was standing there when I... I saw my oldest child, Cheyenne, get baptized. Amen. 
It's just a lot of memories. I was standing back there when I was praying with Kate one Sunday, and it was just out of nowhere, and that was when I said, I want to marry this woman. I've had my kids, both both Shine or Mason and Arab. Sorry, a little nervous. Mason and Arabella, we had them up here. It's just a lot of memories. I was thinking, you know, God said you share your memories because look how big we've gotten, you know. Look at these kids. You got these kids. We have all the babies in the back. That's right. We have our memories here. We've all done, you know. Our Amen. generation is here. We've had our memories. What happens when our generation has kids? We got to go get a new house. Amen. Thank our you, house Jesus. ain't big enough no more. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, would you this give God move, glory? This move is not just for our generation. This move is for the next generation. It's for the babies back there. Amen. So they can have their memories. That's right. I said, I just was thinking about, as soon as he said all the memories there, and I was thinking, I said, man, I have a lot of memories there. Amen. I've received the Holy Ghost here. That's I got right. baptized here. My generation's memories That's right. are done here. It's time to go to the new house. It's time for the next generation. All you kids, all you Amen. babies in the back, for you guys to have the memories and Thank for us Jesus. to get to watch the memories. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, would you give God glory for the former house? Come on, they're getting ready to sing today. I wonder who would be willing to come right now and lift your hands and say, God, I thank you for the memories of the former house, but God, I'm ready to step into a new dimension. God, I'm ready for the louder house. I'm ready for a new kind of glory. If you don't have the Holy Ghost today, God wants to fill you with his glory. He wants to put it on the inside of you. Come on, would you lift your hands with me right now? God, I thank you for your glory. God, I want to move when you say move. God, I want to go where you want me to go. I want to do what you want me to do. Oh, Father. Oh. 